Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. I'm Trudy Shar, and this is where we chat about the little lessons God is teaching us to fill up on Him so that we can pour out to those around us, all while pointing it back to Jesus. I am glad you're here, and let's dig in. A while back, I was feeling really discouraged and just everything I looked around at just seemed so impossible. And I don't know, have you, have you been in a position like that? And you just feel all alone, just completely alone. And of course, when you're alone, Satan just loves to just beat you down even more. Well, this is kind of how it was going for me. I was having that kind of a week and Sunday service was at our county fair. And they were talking to the 4-H kids about being in the right crowd. He was saying that if you surround, if you stay surrounded by the right crowd, you'll save yourself from so much grief. The pastor talked about all the people he meets at the jail. And he said the number one reason that they have ended up in jail is because they were in the wrong crowd. And I know he was talking to the kids. I know it wasn't even a message for adults. It was all for 4-H kids, but it hit me over the head. You know, I get overcome with discouragement when I hang around the wrong crowd. When I start listening to the doubts in my own head instead of the friends around me. When I start trying to carry it all by myself instead of asking a, a friend to pray for me. This this community stuff is being in the right crowd. They keep us moving forward. They keep us, you know, thinking from overthinking things. Sometimes the peop- the the wrong crowd are the thoughts in my brain. The thoughts I think about over and over and just hash out in my brain. And just getting them out into somebody different and surrounding myself by the right crowd is just exactly what I need. So I was thinking, how does that look practically for us as adults? And I don't know what it looks like for you. Hopefully you have a crowd that you that surrounds you, a crowd of friends, but I can tell you how it looks for me. So I have several communities that surround me, different areas of my life. Of course, there's family. There's church family and Bible study. And I hope each of you have a group like that. So I'm going to kind of move on and talk about a couple of unusual groups I have. One is a local co-op group that gives us homeschoolers to hang out with during the school year. And it's, it's great for my kids to be around other kids that um, their parents are homeschooling and they, they can get each other, you know, they're doing the same thing, sometimes even the same curriculum. And I think that's really neat for my kids to see. Um, then my compel writing class, where every week I get a video training community. And there's people in there that just keep me moving. They understand the writing stuff. They understand the, they just get writing stuff. They get um, social media platforms. They get blog posts, they get editing, they get the rejection, they get all of that stuff because they do it too. Um, then there's a texting group with girls from our church. And 
you know, I can't even say what all we talk about. Just the weather, the um, church stuff that's going on, the local news, you know, just the stuff that happens in the local stuff, the local area, um, school stuff. I said weather, right? Um, rodents in our garden, just stuff that just everyday stuff. And we all get because we're all in the same region, the same area. Then there's another group. It's the Teach Them Diligently 365 group. And the one I'm in calls themselves the yurt group. Don't ask me why. We might not even remember why we're called the yurt group. But this group has been meeting on Zoom once a month, way before Zoom was a thing. This group is great because first, we learned to know each other and heard amazing stories of how God has how God brought their spouse to them, how they started homeschooling, just awesome stories of how God has worked in the past. And then, you know, we shared the same ideas about school for our kids. We had the same um, desire for our kids. And we can share stuff that's, you know, curriculum, what, how much do you spend on curriculum? What curriculum are you choosing? Just so much. There's so much we can relate to. But there's another benefit of having this group that is from all over that generally don't know each other in um, like face-to-face life. Does that make sense? Because we can ask, we, should, we can share stuff that's happening that maybe I couldn't share in my church texting group or maybe I couldn't share with my of course my writing friends wouldn't get it but local friends I can't share there might be something that that I can't share with my local friends but I can go in there and I can say hey one of my friends is struggling with this can you pray for them or one of my kids is struggling with this can you pray for them or I'm really struggling with what's going on in a real life, a face-to-face area of my life. Can you pray for us? And sometimes, sometimes you can't tell that to local folks. Does that make sense? Because they might know the person that you're asking for prayers for, or they might know the situation, or they might, you know, see them at co-op later this week or things like that. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Sometimes we can't tell local folks what's on our heart because they're just so close to the situation. Um, and we don't tell very detailed stuff sometimes. Sometimes it's just like, please, can you just pray for a friend? And we don't even go into details. So it's not like a bridge of um, it's not like we're sharing something we shouldn't be sharing. Does that make sense? But because it's some, it, because it's people from different areas of our life or different even areas of the country, we can share prayer requests without them knowing anyone or being affected by it, if that makes sense. And wow, this group is from all over the country, which makes weather talk pretty fun. Like, you know, when us in Ohio are having the 100th grade day, 
and somebody else is even having it worse, like they're having the tornadoes or the fires in California, it just, it just brings a different perspective to, to what we're struggling with. Then when the pandemic started, that makes it way more fun. You hear all kinds of different, you know, we're open, we've been open for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then other people that were still closed and we still have to wear masks and this and this and this, you know, just so many, so much different variety. And two, you bring truth to the situation. Like so often in the news, we hear this and we hear that and we hear this and we hear that. But hearing it from real live actual people that this is happening in California or this is happening in Georgia or this is happening in South Carolina. Wow. It's like, you know, it's true because you know, nobody's faking here. There's no fake news. So that makes it a lot of fun. Um, so, and it gives a way different perspective. You know, sometimes, sometimes in my, my church, local church texting group, we can be uh, having such a rough time with the weather. And thankfully we haven't lately because it's summer, but in the winter in Ohio, it's so gray. And we're all in that same boat together. And so we can under, we can totally understand each other. We can totally feel for each other. But then there's a blessing of being, um, in from way different areas of the country and you can feel for each other in different ways, but it makes things look in completely different perspective when we're having one of those gray days and somebody else is going through storms and tornadoes miles from their house, just miles. And they're in the basement Then I'm like, you know what? This gray day is pretty nice. So I wonder, do you have groups like this? Do you have groups that totally get you in a certain area of your life, whether it's the weather in the gray days or whether it's the heat or whether it's the, or whether it's the way that you homeschool your kids? Do you have groups that you can talk to about different things? You know, I used to be sad that not one person like one specific person didn't understand everything I was going through. Didn't understand my writing life, my church, my homeschooling. But now, you know, I it used to make me feel lonely. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if you can relate to that. But I used to think, wow, if only just one person understood everything. But now I've realized having a variety of friends in a variety of groups is awesome. It's awesome because I can go to one group and get a homeschooling perspective. I can go to another group and get a church perspective. I can go to another group and get a writing and ministry life perspective. And not one person, there's no one on this earth that can give me all of those perspectives that I need. I hope that you have some groups that get you or a couple friends that get you. Um, If so, awesome. Just check in with them today. You know, has it been a while since you've asked them how they're doing? Is it, has it been a while since you've checked in with them? If so, go check in with them. If not, invest some time into finding a group like this. Invest some time in getting to know some people like this, getting to know a new group, 
pray for them. Ask them how they are. If they're people you haven't met yet or don't know, keep notes about them. Um, that was key when I was learning to get getting to know some of these groups. Write down who their what their kids are. You know, boys, girls, ages. Um, write down how they found their husband um, or what their husband does for a living. Write down things about their life that you want to remember just to help you get to know them. Write down their prayer request. Write down what sparks joy and what gets them down. Get to know these people. Because when you get to know these people, they get to know you and you start forming a friendship. And I mean, this could be a whole nother topic for another podcast on how to get to know groups like this. It's been so fun and I've learned so much about about creating groups like this and um, I don't know. That's what I do at Teach Them Diligently. So I'm a little bit passionate about it is um, I form groups like this and try and encourage the, the moderators, the leaders on how to form a community. So I definitely think Zoom is involved in this community building. <laughs> and I know we all know what Zoom is nowadays, right? So anyways, around, just surround yourself with people that align with you on whatever topic you have in your life. So you, you're a writer, align yourself, surround yourself with some people that get that. You're a homeschooler, surround yourself with some other homeschoolers, get in the right crowd. You know, I know that, that pastor the other day, he was talking about kids getting in the right crowd so that they're, um, not partying, not smoking, not drinking and all that stuff. But sometimes us adults need to remind ourselves to get in the right group, surround ourselves with the right people, people that get us, but people that encourage us, people that point us back to Jesus, because that is the most important thing. Also in that sermon that at the fair a while back, the pastor told a story about a group of softball players who were playing a game, and I forget the score, but it was very um, close score, and it was a very important game, and I forget all the details, but someone got hurt very badly. She, and it was a home, they, she had hit the ball, it went out of the field, it, it was a home run ball and they needed that home run to win the game during the last inning. They needed that home run to, to, to win. The girl got hurt. So she made it, she stumbled to first base. She started crawling to second, about halfway to second base. She realized she could not go anymore. Her leg was hurting so badly. She could not go anymore. So everybody just kind of stood still. Everything was silent. Everybody watching was silent. And the umps kind of got together and were like, what can we do? If one of her teammates would go out and help her touch each base, because obviously she had to touch all the bases for it to count. Even though it was a home run, she had to touch each base so that it could count for a home run and to win the game. 
If one of her teammates went out there to help her, she would be off. It would, she'd be out. If one of her coaches went out to help her, again, she'd be out. The run would not count. It would not score. She obviously could not make it. She could not make it. She was down. She was hurting. She couldn't make it. The umps like got together and were like, what can we do? The other team got together and one of, or a couple of the other team, they said, Hey, why don't we carry her? We aren't going to be out. We can do this. We can carry her to each base. They checked with the umps and yeah, yeah, that would be legal. So the other team picked her up and carried her to each base. They slowly let her touch each base and then they would go on to, to third base. Let her touch that base, then they'd go on to home. They carried her across home plate, which made them lose the game. They lost the tournament. But they picked her up and they carried her when she couldn't do it herself. That's why we need to be in the right crowd. Because sometimes we need someone to carry us. We need somebody to surround us. We need somebody to be on our team. We need to get in the right crowd. Because sometimes we need somebody just to carry us. This episode has been produced in collaboration with Jersey Limited Media. The theme music is by Scott Holmes and has been adapted for use herein under Creative Commons license. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the Learning Little Lessons podcast so that you get updates weekly. Or visit my website at learninglittlelessons.com for freebies, newsletters, and encouraging blog posts.